Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Going Commando. I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Join with me, or my two favorite people, or two of my favorite people in the whole wide world, uh, via Zoom. We got Jimothy James Dean. How you doing, sir? Uh, sup, sup, sup. Doing all right? Uh, sup, uh, sup, uh, sup. Cool. Sup. It's a lighthearted sup today. It's been a long week. I've, I've been through a lot, so but it's fine. I'm good. And yeah, I understand. You know, really quick, because you said us up, uh, it, it reminded me of this, like, the Hano song. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm, y'all, it's a, anyway, it's a the Hano song called, it's a Sapo. He goes, Sap, Sap, Sapo, Sap, Sap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you later because it's a fucking weird song. Anyway, all right. uh, but yeah, all right. glad you're here. Glad you're, you're doing all right. Sorry about the long week, but you know. Uh, but of course we have dirty, dirty Derek. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm happy to be here, uh, yeah. on this fine Thursday evening with, uh, yes. with my two buddies. Yeah, exactly. My two buds. Yeah. Uh, and, and What's really up? quick too, I mean, not that the people listening care, uh, but if you see my video go out, uh, it's because my internet is shitty today, which is always hitting and miss in the country, but just a quick heads up there. Uh, but yeah, you know, um, really quick before I ask you what's going on, we, we, which I've been watching uh, over these past, you know, this what two weeks going on two weeks uh, yeah. since we last recorded. Um, but um, the audience doesn't know that because these these episodes are going to run concurrently uh, for ninety six, uh, ninety five, or ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight episodes. Uh, this is episode ninety eight, which is awesome. Two more till uh, episode one hundred. I, I can't I believe it. The numbers are growing. We have an audience now of like, you know, uh, a pretty big audience, you know. Uh, so More than just our uh, loved ones and coworkers. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. You know, definitely, definitely. Second cousins so. are definitely listening in now. That's yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and, 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 and to be fair, like, um, you know, of course, a lot of, the, we ha- of course, we haven't recorded it in a while. Um, but like the wrestling show was like the main listening audience, but over time it started to balance out and that's what's happening right now. So I'm really excited that's about right. that. They probably um, realized that Tanner was on that show and Tanner's not on new shows. <laughs> so therefore, uh, I'm kidding Tanner. I love you, man. <laughs> I can't be mean to Tanner because everybody else is mean to Tanner. And I, I feel like I could just Tanner's mean to everybody though. Yeah. To be fair, that's Tanner's whole shtick is uh, he's rude to everybody. So yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not rude to everybody, so I just uh, I give them a singer, and then I'm like, sorry about that. You are the bizarro Tanner. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the anti-Tanner. Yeah. Um, this is why I'm more well-liked. You're, you're like you're Tanner's, you're Tanner's dad, and Tanner is like the rebellious son. That's like, right. A... <laughs> Tanner's, 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 Tanner's the disappointment of my loins. You, you, you made Tanner cut, cut his hair and go to military school. <laughs> That's right. I sent him away because he wasn't listening to curfew. <laughs> And that's why he's oh, up. It's too, it's too bad Tanner doesn't like, listen to the show. Right. And that's how oh, you can say it. I, I'm gonna make a clip and I'm gonna send this to him. I don't care. Like I'm gonna make sure he gets set. This is why he's uh, not a wrestling podcast anymore because he's he's off getting turning into a man. The yeah, real. He's a real man. <laughs> none of those. None of those half push-ups. <laughs> those girl push-ups on your knees. That's right. Hey, uh, but side note, jo- all joking aside, I I don't discredit girl push-ups i was gonna say i don't discredit my favorite type of push-up yeah it is it's the best girl push-ups because girls are awesome but anyway 
<laughs> um, really quick before I ask you what, what, what y'all are y'all been watching this past two weeks, did y'all see the trailer to the Tax Collector? Yes, I did. The, the Shia LaBeouf movie. The Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. The uh, you're talking about the movie where he uh, is He's getting clapped for playing a Mexican, yeah. Which okay. Um, well, first of all, way I'm stereotype. Way of stereotyping. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So look, look. Here's the here's the deal. As the as the you know the resident Mexican of the show, uh, hence Rodriguez. Um, which I, I mean, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna get into that. But as a resident <laughs> Mexican, as a resident Mexican, um, I don't care. Like. I think whoever is best fit for the movie is going to get it. But guess what? There's if there was a big if, if there was such a big problem, why is George Lopez in that movie? That dude is the biggest like supporter for Mexican people in like ever. So if that was if that was a problem, which I'm not a fan. Well, first of all, I'm not a fan of George Lopez. Um, he, he it, but that's another story. But if he had a problem, sorry, if he had a problem with it, if he had a problem with it, I promise you, he would have said something. Like or wouldn't would not even be in the movie. That's right. And or he would like, have done he, a comedy special on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, for, for he see, he still may. Let's not let's not. He he still That's might. Right. Here's right. my thing. Here's, hey, well, well, motherfucker got paid. That's so right. He, so fuck him. Anyway. So here's what I'll say real real quick. I, it's no defense, but I will say this. Growing up in uh, Los Angeles, uh, I saw a lot of white ass dudes who basically aped Mexican culture, like especially like East LA mm-hmm. Cholo culture, like a bunch of white dudes trying like, but they were, you know, they, you would see the, exactly the weddos. Weddos, weddos, homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would hang out. So maybe he's playing just that dude, the white dude that kind of hangs out with like that scene and kind of wants to be that. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying maybe, I don't know. We but, don't know. But, the, but those dudes definitely exist. If you go to the block, or I think now it's called the Outlets in Orange. You'll see those dudes, anyways. Yeah, go to, go to Southside San Antonio. Those du- I grew up with those dudes too. You know, like and they were they were around, and it, it was what it was. It wasn't that they were, you know, uh, uh, pretending to be something or not. They grew up. That was their their culture. That was the standard. That was the bar who they were. But Look, I would say I, I would say imitation is the uh, sincerest form of flattery. So they say, so yeah. uh, let him try, you know? But guess what? Awesome. But, but hey, people, but guess what? That doesn't include blackface. So that's true. Just, yes. Disclaimer. Once again. Disclaimer. We'll say it every day that needs to be said. Blackface is not cool. Please don't do it. That's right. That, um, is, that is, that's a no-no. I didn't actually see the trailer, though. Is it actually, does the film look good? I, I'm excited about it. Does it does look good. I mean, I, who, is it David Ayer that? that oh, is it? Uh, David who Ayer's? Did, who, did, uh, who did End Watch? Uh, oh. it, um, it's the same dude that did. Um, I'm gonna look it up now. Didn't direct David. Train yeah, David Ayer. David Ayer. Yeah, it's David Ayer's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it, it's a film from him. Yeah. Well, and I was has, like his stuff. Yeah, he has really good storytelling with the, like the cinematography and everything. So wasn't he uh, actually a cop, or did he write police? I don't know. Either way, but um, I actually saw a preview for a movie that's it's definitely not action related. But uh, have you guys seen the trailer for uh, American Pickle? I the <laughs> Seth Rogen one. Yeah, the the PB. I like to call it the 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 PB documentary. Am I? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes, a, the Seth Rogen one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's a very interesting um, concept in that movie. My my only one poke 
at, it is like, how did he not drown in pickle juice? That's what I want to know. Like, but still, <laughs> it's, it's fan, it's fantasy. So I, yes. I get it. But it's ma- it's um, magical realism. That's magical realism. But I don't know. That was kind of kind of very uh very interesting for a Seth Rogen movie. So, um, we'll see. But I- I'm excited too because. There's more movies. I mean, like, you, like production, like movies are coming back into production, and you know, um, granted, will we be able to go see them in the theaters? Probably not, you know. Um, but, but still, you know, if I if I can, thinking about watching a movie, like a brand new movie from the comfort of my own home, that actually sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, man. Um, in the in the in the undies, you know, on and the, the chones, in the chones, yeah. on the couch, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up that the the tax collector movie. It looked really good. I mean, I grew up watching like Carlito's Way, you know, American Me, uh, Blood In Blood Out. Like those are my movies growing up, you know. Like uh, so, like it, it had that like that familiarity to it too. And I was like, oh wow, like it, it sounds, it looks like it's gonna be pretty good. But I digress. Moving on, what have y'all been watching? Uh, I'll start because okay. I haven't. I've, I've been. Uh... Watching a bunch of random shit, uh, but in the action realm, um, sci-fi action realm, uh, I broke down. I think I told you already, and got uh, decided to subscribe to um, the CBS All Access app, and mm-hmm. uh, been watching Picard, uh, loving Picard. Uh, I, I've heard some mixed things, but I love it. Uh, you know, there of course I have some issues with it, but I've been loving it. Um, uh, Start watching Discovery, still on the fence, only a few episodes in. Um, but I've been watching a ton of anime. Now, one, I'm not going to go into all of it, but uh, I've been really weirdly back in anime, you know, for the first time in a long time. But I restarted, I tried in the past to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it all the way through, I think. And it wasn't because of lack of trying, I think, at the time, because I was buying them when they were, like, literally just DVD releases when there was no streaming. Um, I think there was some issue with, uh, finding uh, like the the movie or the last one, but anyways, um, I'm rewatching it and uh, it it's it's still a, even for people who don't like anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion. It by the middle of the story, it's unlike. I mean, it's it's one of the best long form animes there are. Uh, it's the the storytelling is really complex. Uh, it's really unique. It's it's it becomes like very arty. But um, at the same time, it's really engaging. All the mech suit designs are really incredible and really unique. Uh, it's it's I, it's one of the it's one of the animes I recommend to people who aren't anime fans or who haven't seen a lot of anime. Uh, it's just one of those like next level kind of uh, projects. So that's I've been doing a lot of that, and then I've been watching a bunch of rant, like non. I've been watching a ton of uh, comedy stand up comedy specials. I've been watching a ton of. Um, uh, I watched. What did I just rewatch? Um, Oh, I watched all the Christopher Guest movies. Uh, I watched uh, oh. every, literally every single. Fish called Wanda. Uh, well, the ones that he wrote. So I oh, waiting okay. for Goffman. Um, I like that uh, one. Yeah, waiting for Goffman. Best in Show. Um, a Mighty Win. Um, uh, the uh, 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 thank you for your consideration. That one's terrible. Uh, I can't. I try to give it a shot. It's just not good. But um, and you know, there's some things like. There's a some transphobic shit. Like a Mighty Wind is such a great movie, and then it gets to like the transphobic thing at the end, and I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of ruined it. But, but again, I mean, but Best in Show is one of the funny. Fred Willard in Best in Show is the funniest. 
I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. Fred Willard in Best in Show is the single funniest performance I've ever seen in anything. So, anyways, uh, non non action, but you know, if you're not a fan of those movies, you should check them out. No, no, I you know I love Christopher Guest. Um, yeah, I love The Mighty Wind. It's one of my favorites. Best in Show is great too. Yeah, it, you know it's funny you mentioned that because before I get into and I also my- watch Mascots. By the way, I also watch Mascots. Is that the the a Netflix. show, a Netflix show, right? It's about the mascot. I thought it was a show too. It's a movie. It's oh, just a, okay. a full movie. Um, and the cat, it's, it's not the usual cast, although some of those people are in it, but um, it's the, the super tall, goofy guy that was in the office and then was in um, uh, um, uh, Silicon Valley. And he's in, yeah. he's in a ton of things. Oh, like, he's, yeah. yeah. Gabe like he's, from the office. Yes, yeah. exactly. So and this guy been, fucks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good. It's cute. I really like I, I really like mascot. I liked it a lot more than for your consideration. Well, you know, funny before before we get in, Kay and I were just talking about this before you jumped on um, about uh, a topic an idea that came across my plate um, about movies that that haven't aged well, um, you know, in, in culture. And so the things that were brought up were like more comedy, but they were things like meatballs and revenge of the nerds porkies porkies and you know and it stemmed from uh apparently an interview that molly ringwald did that said like if she had known the the undertones of like date rape culture in some of those early movies that she would have probably never have done that and so i was just kind of thinking about like some assassin tank like you know it's a it's a good topic to talk about because some things do not age well. I thought I thought about Revenge of the Nerds, which, by the way, like that's the greatest example. I I love Revenge of the Nerds, but like as a kid, you you know, I honestly was just like watching it to see boobs, um, <laughs> as as most probably teenage boys are watching it not for the plot. Um, but well, to, I mean, whole, that movie was a big. About, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, but then you realize as an adult, like, there's this whole scene where he's dressing up as a boyfriend to have sex with the girl, like. It, tricking her essentially yeah. i'm like no oh, that's 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 not cool these days uh yeah probably yeah i mean it, it's the single best example of like Ugh, like because it, it hasn't aged well um i mean that movie actually meant a lot to me as a kid uh uh for years and years like it was one of my touchstones like uh, if i was like sick or even just bummed out or you know whatever just it was always like a movie I could put on to cheer me up. Uh, Booger is still one of my cinematic <laughs> heroes, but uh, but um, yeah, I mean it's very it's very un PC and, and and it hasn't aged well in that regard. And you know, um, but to this day, and I don't, it's immature and stupid as it is. Uh, anytime, and this is the Revenge of the Nerds too, but still, anytime anybody says the, the uses the acronym VIP. My immediate, it comes out of my mouth is uh, very immense penises. <laughs> we're VIP. Very immense penis. And that's all booger, but I, I can't, it, literally, it's ingrained in my brain. And, and I do mean literally every time somebody says VIP, it's the first thing that pops in my head. But, anyways, um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's a very interesting, uh, you know, I was having, I was just actually having the conversation just in general about how, uh, you know, um, what we think even now um what we find you know like we think we're at the uh, height of progressiveness and the height of enlightenment 
and uh, 20 yeah. years from now, all of the most enlightened progressive people who are alive right now, 20, 30, 40 years are going to be the old bigots of, you know what I'm saying, of the future. Like, because you just, it, you know, and that's why the youth movement is always important because they're the ones that are like, hey, wait a second, second, this is some bullshit. But anyways. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. We will, uh, as, as Tech and I were saying, uh, the, the the world right now is a weird place, and particularly us in the, in the U.S. Um, yeah, I would not say we're at the, the pinnacle of enlightenment or no. to- tolerance. We are, uh, sorry, folks, I hate to say this, but uh, we, we are the Karens of the nation. <laughs> so it's very true. We, we are the, it's we very are, true. We are the Karens, and people don't, we're asking for the manager all the time. It's, it's our bad. So. <laughs> Um, it's a fortunate situation. Yeah, hundred percent. However, uh, things that I watch this week, I also uh, <laughs> I digress. Um, I also watched a whole bunch of random shit this week. Um, some things action, some things not action. Um, but in the, in the realm of action, I, I I did a little sci-fi this week, so I watched the Fifth Element. Um, nice. Which which I was enjoyed. Love me some uh, Mila Jovich and uh, Chris Tucker is uh, always makes me laugh in that movie. Uh, Watched a little World War Z. Uh, buddy, my mic brought it up, and I was like, you know what? I got it. I haven't watched it in a while. Um, I don't think it gets a lot of love. I really love the book, but um, but I, I do like the movie. I was actually watching it, and I'm like, wouldn't it be weird if uh, Train to Busan and uh, World War Z were in the same universe? Because their zombies act, oh, all wow. the, same, act the same yeah. way. Did you already? Did you tell me that a while ago? Because I feel like some. I just no. I, well, had, it wasn't me. Weird. But who stole my idea? <laughs> I feel like somebody literally, or maybe, I don't know, man, deja vu. Either way, it's weird. Yeah, but, uh, weird. Are, you, are you thinking about Matrix 4 and John Wick 4? Uh, nope, we are not. No, we're talking about, <laughs> we are not. We're talking about movies that could literally be a... How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I, watched, uh, I watched a really old class. I watched License to Drive. Oh, one of my favorites. The other day. Uh, my all-time favorite is, is so wanted to – it actually <laughs> It actually inspired me to uh, unknowingly take my mom's car out uh, before I had a license. I drove it to the Kavita store, how I did not murder somebody, like, at the age of, like, 14 um, without a license. And, and I could not – drove it fine, went to the store, ran in. How nobody knew that I didn't have a license because everybody at the store knew me because it's a small town. And then I drove back and I couldn't for the life of me park in my driveway. <laughs> couldn't figure out how to park it. I was way all over the place. I just, I couldn't, I literally called my friend over and we had to push it. Uh, shout out to Gary Barnes for coming over and, and helping me uh, literally push the car back into the spot in which it was. And it sounds free- like one of those dreams, like when you're those driving dreams, when you're pushing the brake and nothing's, I don't know. It is. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Um, yeah. But I did. Uh, I watched, uh, watched a little John wick speaking of John wick. Mm, getting um, so. ready for that 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 crossover. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly yep. it. I was yeah, that's getting, it. Yep. Getting getting ready for um, and then you know, in, in kind of the the vein of we're talking about, I watched some uh, watched some action movies. I watched uh, Broken Arrow with uh with John Travolta and and Christian Slater. Um, watched a little bit of Con Air uh here and there. I just I can put that on for background noise. It did. I don't. I can probably say every word from it. I've seen it so many times, but uh. Yeah, that was it. I also watched uh, Netflix uh, original show Warrior Nun. So, uh, see, I was gonna watch that, but it looked like it could go either way. I actually, I thought it was, I thought it was good, man. I, I liked it. Um, you know, it was a good, 
like there's a point in the week where I just, you know, there wasn't a lot going on. So I just figured, well, I'm sitting here monitoring stuff. Uh, I might as well just put it on. And it was actually not that bad. Um, all time favorite. No, it kind of reminded me a lot of like, uh, a lot of the sci-fi shows like, uh, like Winona Earp or, uh, the Van Helsing one that's on there. Kind of like in, in that vein of like, it wasn't bad. Um, I was actually one on there to look for the uh, the Charlize Theron movie, The Old Guard. I was just about to say, uh, I was going to bring that up. Uh, it's based off of a pretty good comic by one of uh, the better, this guy, Greg Rock, who's one of the better writers in comics. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that one. Um, I want to see if it's faithful. It looks pretty faithful to the comic. So, uh, but yeah, Netflix original. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, not to tout Netflix anymore, but I am uh, super excited about the Umbrella Academy. Season two, um, I like the first one. So, the boys are, is getting, getting oh, ready that looks, yeah, yeah and that looks yeah. great. Yeah, that that does look like a good one. I I like that. I, I like uh, Carl Urban is the uh, in my my opinion a fantastic choice for Billy Butcher on yeah. that show. Um, and I just always find it funny though the the guy who plays uh, Huey, which is Dennis Quaid's son, uh, Jack Jack Quaid. Um, yeah. He doesn't remind me. It's not Huey from the comic, but no. that's Simon Pegg. So yeah, who um, plays his dad? Yeah, who plays his dad? Which is but what's there. what's really upsetting about it, or not upsetting, but kind of distracting, is that you know in the comics Huey is a shorter. I mean, he looks like Simon Pegg, but he's a shorter guy, and you know Bill, Billy Butcher is like you know this kind of tall, imposing Englishman, and the uh, and Dennis Quaid's son is significantly taller than. Yeah. Uh, Carl Urban so it's weird when they're on screen together and if if the camera is on the right angle where it's actually a dead-on like uh, front shot you can see that there's a height difference and you're like oh that's weird but uh it's just me um I really real quick though I do want to because you said license to drive and it kind of I want to give a shout out to my brother uh, mailman Mike for fans of uh you, of you. our wrestling podcast uh he for his so his my sister-in-law his wife her favorite movie of all time oh is, yeah the Goonies. Dude, I'm so excited about this story. Yeah, so he, because uh, this is just how my brother does, uh, he went all out. Uh, so first off, he got her not just one, but two cameos. Uh, one, the first one's featuring Sean Astin, who apparently was like the nicest guy. Um, uh, and so he got he gave his wife a shot from, from Sean Astin. Then he surprised her with a second one of Corey Feldman. Holy shit! That was the oh, cream of the crop. Oh my oh, god! Who amazing. not only completely butchered our name, but then, yeah. he, <laughs> then he says it with like an Italian accent. He's like Dufresne. I'm like, well, first off, it's a French name, you dumb dumb. But uh, but then he's on like, top of he's like, <laughs> and then on top of that, he uh, yeah, exactly. Come on, it's like 2020, and he's still aping Michael Jackson. Um, creepy, but uh. But then he, on top of that, he bought her a signed script that even had Spielberg's signature. Wow. So, really? Mailman Mike, man, you're stepping up the game for the rest of us, dude. I Mike's know, so everyone. awesome. Like, Mike should be on the, on, on the podcast instead of James. That's true. I'm just That's playing. True. I'm just playing. No, but, man, like, like, Corey Feldman went off, like, for a long, <laughs> long time. Jesus Christ. I was like, okay, it's her birthday. Get to the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> He even brought up his uh, documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. About like Michael Jackson, like in Hollywood. About, 
Pretty much, yeah. Like yeah. The Hollywood happy, stuff. Happy the Hollywood birthday, stuff. Happy birthday. Let me talk to you about child, about child molestation. Child, child molestation and rape exactly. in Hollywood and, and how important but, it is for us. But happy birthday. Let me get to my point. But, I mean, I mean, is anybody surprised? No. So, no. but, yeah, so I just thought that was uh, uh, was so did they, Like, how does that work? Do they record, like, a message for you and then they yeah. send it to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically you pay uh, desperate celebrities to uh, – Okay. No. So you're not going to I mean, get that's any Sean Astin. That's no distance. Sean Astin. Uh, uh, so Sean Astin, my, my good friend, Devin, um, shout out to Devin. Uh, so he wrote a script called Orson's War um, that was recently um, performed by, uh, they did a, like a live uh, table read of it. And Sean Astin actually played Orson Welles in this table read. Um, so that's actually how, my, how Mike kind of got the idea uh was because um he was like he did this and you know my my buddy Devin you know he acted in my buddy Devin's script so then my brother reached out to him and was like hey you know and apparently Sean Astin first off got back to him like within a minute and was like the nicest guy so shout out to Sean Astin you seem like a legit you're I mean I've always I mean honestly first off Rudy second off Sam Samwell I will go on in record as saying the greatest supporting character in in television, film, fiction history is Samwise Gamgee. He is the definition of a good friend, and there was nobody better. Nobody could have played that part like fucking Sean Astin. On top of that, Stranger Things, obviously the Goonies. Oh my I mean, God. he's fucking, he's an icon. Um, and when I was a kid, people thought I looked like him, but uh, which is weird. But they also thought my dad looked like his dad uh john Aston, which he did so uh anyway small world anyways that's a really random well, offside shoot story but yeah i just want to say this uh, on that note regardless of how off a tangent that Corey feldman went him and sean Aston, like they, it was like very sincere you know what i mean yeah. like it wasn't like hey happy birthday bro see you later you know exactly. it, it was like super sincere and you can tell like they enjoyed doing it. Like it, it, it yeah. it's weird. Oh, well, I'll you, tell you, you what. You need Debbie Gibson to do one for you. <laughs> would okay. that would that be your your like highlight? Maybe. I'm looking <laughs> through them now. I'll, I'll let you know who my highlight is. Is it wrong if you buy it for yourself? No. <laughs> oh look, I can I'm get. I'm sure a few people do. I can get the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia who plays these. Uh, mentally incapacitated boyfriend. <laughs> oh, the, the 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 army guy. Oh no, the other guy who was like the rapper. Oh little, yeah, little, little Kev. Little Kev. <laughs> yeah, he's only forty eight dollars. Oh, you can probably get him to rap for you. So <laughs> that that may be worth the money. I'm just saying. Maybe we'll get him to intro the pot. <laughs> intro the exactly. Podcast. Hey, uh, so I want you to say this, <laughs> dude. We should do that though. You think we can get the guy who voices the the Power Rangers, the uh, Zordon? Whoa! So I, I do. I, I do. 25, also, twenty-five bucks for Zordon. I just want to real quickly, also while we're talking and or just shooting the shit, yeah. Give a shout out to uh, my other brother, uh, uh, Joe Smooth Joe, uh, Uncle Erie, Erie Lee Shivers. Um, him and his wife have their own podcast now called uh, "Don't Make a Sound." Oh. Uh, it's all about. Uh, ghosts and ufos and horror and the supernatural 
uh, and it's gotten its name because they record it when their baby is sleeping. But <laughs> they just started their podcast, and these motherfuckers not only have a intro song, they have a fucking outro song. So we need to get up our game. Uh, they have an original. Let me let me refer. They have original music, like their okay, own. So right. I'm just saying, well, put that out know, there. Like, I'm just saying. Okay, well, that's fine. But we we could pay $150 and get Steve Gutenberg to uh, the Goots. The Goots! <laughs> the Goots. So y'all, the can, official... y'all, can, y'all can start y'all's own podcast. <laughs> the, the, official <laughs> pod, the official mascot of the Tank Rodriguez show. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> no. God damn it. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Like, that, that, like, like, that would be, like, the coolest running joke ever. Oh, like, hey, dude. for, for 100 bucks, you can get Kane Hodder. So I'm saying. Dude, we should have Kane Hodder introduce... Yeah, come on. Let's do this All shit. Right. Let's get on this. All Let's right. get on something. We'll, okay. we'll figure exactly. it out. Okay. Let's perfect. also maybe get into this podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, the reason so we're talking about about military uh, action movies, and it occurred to me the other day. I, you know, I heard somebody t- talking, and of course, people are idiots online. Man, I stumbled into so many stupid conversations, and the one conversation in this uh, cinema like chat room was about how war movies are action movies. And I was like, well, you know, I know somebody who probably is not going to agree with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> My buddy, Jimothy. Because <laughs> I don't think all war movies are action movies. Um, no. And then I was like, but there are a lot of action movies that, that have like a military element to it. And those are action movies, like The Marine, for example. Um, yep. Rambo, like that's yep. another one. Um, but not all war movies are are action movies. So I was like, well, you know what? This is a good topic to talk about um, in this podcast because there is a very clear distinction between the two, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, James, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it completely depends on the film itself. I mean, are you going to consider... I don't I mean trying to think of actual examples, but I mean there's definitely films that involve the military, but they're far they're usually they could be dramas or thrillers. Um there's a beautiful like, I'm blank, blanking Gen- on the General's movie. Daughter. Like I think of General's Daughter, yeah. uh definitely a, a thriller, like a mystery kind of thriller, dramatic, right? Uh yeah. G.I. Jane. I wouldn't consider G.I. Jane a war movie and or an action movie, really. Like that's a dramatic in a lot of ways right like um a lot of movies action movies like military movies that i think like i don't even know if i would think a, a few good men would be a military movie that is definitely not an action movie yeah exactly it's, it's a, a drama suspenseful drama right um i mean ahead. that's the thing is there's there's uh, you know um uh there's so like dr shivago there's t- there's so many movies that are about literally about wartime, but it's there's hardly any actual quote unquote war or action in it. It's more about the things that sort of happen to the common person during a war. So uh, that's that's ridiculous. Not every single war movie, but um, I'm going to go on record and uh, be very clear about the fact that uh, this is definitely not a genre that's in my wheelhouse. Uh, thinking about it, you know, well specifically war movies, not necessarily just like movies that include the military, but war movies. There's this whole thing with like older white men where like older white men just sort of fall in love with fucking World War II. And, uh, you know, and in and, and the days gone by, like the old, you know, um, uh, even the Howard Hughes days, like people have always like, like 
white men have always loved war movies, but weirdly, I've just never, you know, it's just never been something that like engages me. Obviously, there's going to be the Saving Private Ryan's and the sort of like, you know, the ones that we all see. The sort of, you know, um, which I will say, the first thirty minutes of Saving Private Ryan is probably one of the greatest action movies ever made, and then it turns into something else. But uh, which isn't a yeah, which isn't a criticism, um, but definitely the most interesting part of the movie is the first 30 minutes with one of the most insane action that's ever been filmed. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, it's just, it's not one, even going through like the really popular ones. Um, it, it's just, it, I'm like, Oh, I've, I've never seen that. I haven't seen that. I, I mean, um, you know, there's, you know, like the Valley of the law and there's uh stop loss. There's all these movies that are like, you know, especially contemporary war movies, movies like movies about like the, from the Gulf war on to, you know, our current war is like, um, uh, just doesn't, I just, it doesn't interest me. I don't know why, but, um, but just, which is weird because, you know, the military action war, like, um, obviously those can be exciting things. And I mean, I do have movies that in like that feature like kind of military style things that I do love. Most of them are from the eighties, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think of movies like Red Dawn is movies I actually enjoy, but is that really even a mil like it's a war movie kind of? I mean, it, it's World War Three. I guess that makes sense, but yeah, well, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, I guess that's 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 my question is like, what do you, what would you consider like a, a military, like action movie? Is it really such a thing, right? Like, or is there just action movies with military elements to it? Um, I was kind of just trying to think, and everything I looked up, and I'm right there with you, by the way. I picked this topic because we, we never talk about it, but I'm also not super familiar with it. Um, I remember as a kid, you know, uh, you know, Godfather and, you know, my brother, they watch like Heartbreak Ridge and stuff. I, I could yes. never, I'd fall asleep during that. Like, uh, Bridge of Jima, you know, exactly. Like more movies. And I'm like, like snoring, yeah. like even Saving Private Ryan. Like I, I love Saving Private Ryan, but there's a point in that movie where I just, zonk right out like, yeah it's the, it's right it's out. minute 31 when it stopped being yeah. a war movie <laughs> i'm like uh, wait nope unless somebody's unless some killing's happening like even things like platoon like full metal jacket uh you know um trying to think apocalypse now all like really great movies do not hold my interest whatsoever. i would say of 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 all war movies probably platoon and full metal jacket i are probably two of the of my favorites because they're not about war they're about people and they're war, about the depravity that happens and and the loss of humanity and um uh apocalypse now is great but in the in the heart of darkness uh the the documentary about it is infinitely more entertaining um but yeah it's same and like the ones that come out like Dunkirk and you know um what was the one about the tank like these movies come out recently that like oh, uh, was that Fury Fury, yeah, Fury, uh, Fury was and, good I just don't care man and like but I mean, but I'll, I'll agree with you on Dunkirk I was like you spent the whole time having homeboy like uh, what's his name Tom Hardy in a plane yeah. like the whole movie he's in a fucking plane They're, like you can barely hear him like what is this Bane again well like, like, I, I, watched, I was pissed <laughs> I watched like in that nineteen. 19- 16 or like 1917 yeah, yeah. Uh, and like beautifully shot like great like visuals i found it pretty boring like honestly like i i could not for like be grasped like what all the hype was about but 
again, not a genre that I'm super familiar with or like, again, that holds my attention a lot. Um, so I was just kind of thinking through like, <laughs> if there, it seems like all the action movies that do have military elements either have one or two things. Either somebody's retired military <laughs> in an action sequence or they're disgraced military yeah. and they're in an action sequence. And I was like, you never really have anybody that's like acted military. That's at least to the best of my knowledge, but I could be way off. Um, but I'm just, I was just kind of thinking like, is there really any true like action movie that is also a military movie? And I honestly couldn't think of any, I mean, based on kind of the definition of action alone, like maybe like sci-fi, like war movies would be like, uh, the, well, like, no, the, I mean... like the, uh, Edge of Tomorrow or um, someone with Tom Cruise. Um, Is that Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. 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 He can't, he he dies and gets reborn. Mm -hmm. I will say my favorite quote unquote military or war, whatever movie uh, is probably Invasion USA. Uh, Invasion USA. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's uh, um, uh, um, my, my mother's uh, biggest crush or one of her biggest crushes. Uh, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Uh, Chuck the, Norris. I was like, is it the sax guy from Lost Boys? <laughs> no, that's oh, one okay. of her others. Uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, one of his most like famous films. The first 30 minutes, uh, oh, this dude, oh. uh, this, these um, terrorists, uh, bazooka, this like house during Christmas. They were like this like, it actually, the sequence actually terrified me as a kid because they show this quiet suburban street, just like any street in the USA and people hang Christmas lights and, you know, they're all excited. And then this van, these vans pull up and this fucking scary looking vaguely Eastern European guy comes out with a fucking bazooka and just rocket launches his house to smithereens. And for some reason, this kid that freaked me out because I was like, is that real? Is that going to happen? You're looking uh, outside the window. Where's the guy with the bazooka? But dude, it's, it, you know, it's, I think it's Chuck Norris's best movie. Um, All right. At least it's most it fun. Love Chuck Norris. Yeah. So uh, that's probably, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think one of the greatest movies about war and what it does to humanity is First Blood, the first Rambo film. Um, you know, what it's saying is actually, it's saying like, look, like we take, we send these kids to war and when they come home, we treat them like shit. Uh, they can't find a job. They are all, and even post-traumatic stress wasn't even a, a term at that point. That wasn't, a term wouldn't be created for like 20 years. But the writer of the book understood even then it was a thing. Like people come back from the war, you know, they call it shell shock or whatever at the time, but guys come back from war fucked up and we treat them like shit. We don't want to, we, you know, the fucking government cuts their benefits. So it was kind of an anti-war movie. It was about like this poor fucking soul who, is basically, you know, war fucked him, fucked his brain, and he just wants to be let come home and be left alone in these fucking small town prick, abusive cop cocksuckers push him to the point where he starts losing his mind and, and acting out. And it's a fucking great movie. And what does it turn into? The exact opposite. By the fucking third Rambo film, it's like hoorah USA, and it's like. It you is what it is. You didn't like the most recent one where he took on the cartels? And... I turned it off uh, like halfway through, 30 minutes in. I, it was like, I couldn't get into it. I, I mean... Spoiler, I, I don't think he dies in the end. I'm just saying that right now. And the thing is, like, I'm sitting literally right next to a collection of... I, I loved Rambo growing up. Like, you know, as a kid, like, I still remember Pick and Save sold... You could get the, that little green necklace, oh, binoculars, and his, his Bowie knife. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and I, it's all I wanted as a kid. And I loved Rambo, but growing up, you're like, fuck, these movies are... Yeah. Awesome. I actually just... Yeah, I, had, I had the Bowie knife, too. Did you? It was awesome. Yeah, heck yeah. And the yeah. toy. Well, I mean, you always want to play, right? You always put the bandana like around your yep. head. Oh, and it came with... Obviously, that's the other thing. It yeah. came with the red bandana. That was the best. And then there was ones that came with the, you know, bow and arrow set, and there was one with the fucking M16, but I wanted the one with the Bowie knife because it came with the fucking necklace. Yeah, see? Yeah, Rambo was awesome. Like, I actually read it, uh, watch a video the other day that said the original Rambo, the original ending, he was going to die in that original yep. ending. Um, and I was like, maybe that probably would have been a good thing knowing where it ended up. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is like, you know, it's the same thing what happened with Rocky. Rocky was a completely, and Sylvester Stallone's not a fucking idiot. Like, no. the dude knows how to, or did anyways, knows how to market a film, knows what, like, ride the money train. And Look, he still, got paid. he still got paid, man. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, it doesn't matter. He's still got a paycheck. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's smart. He's like, okay, people are like, People are kind of missing. It's like it's like the Bruce Springsteen song "Born in the USA." That song is about. It's actually pretty much about kind of the same thing that uh, first one is about. But it's a very like, very hard, cold, real look at patriotism. But fucking dipshits, all they hear is the goddamn chorus. and they and they. It's like fuck. Did you listen to the song? And that's basically people got you know stoked about Rambo, and then yeah. you know. What anyways, like, you know, uh, not a military movie, but like. Uh, military guy it was a great movie uh was the uh tom berger movie the uh the substitute you ever watch that i uh i own all of the substitute movies i love that movie man i love it uh, anything yeah. with we're going off on a weird tangent but one that's of my favorite we don't know a lot about military movies so i feel like a weird tangent's probably appropriate that's probably right <laughs> so one of my favorite subgenres of movies is teacher goes ham on bad students uh the movie 187 uh oh, yeah. class of 1984 um uh the substitute movies uh there's all these great movies about teachers having to basically become vigilantes for out of control kids and i fucking love them every single one is great every single one i love so yeah such such a great movie i, I remember uh you know watching that with, with my dad and i was like man I wish I had a substitute like that. He's, he's a badass, you know? Um, this is such a good movie too. Like I always love the, uh, the whole idea of like, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's a great subgenre of films. Like the one eight seven is great too. Like that's a fantastic Samuel Jackson movie too. Um, but I also love that, uh, uh, it, you know, it goes from Tom Berenger to treat Williams, who I feel like if anybody's right. going to have, if anybody's going to, basically replace tom berenger it has to be treat williams but see what they should do is they should come back and like they should bring tom berenger back or treat williams and do the principal yeah well principal wait i think there is a movie called actually it's, i think i think there is and i think it's about google don't let me down it is and it's the same fucking thing it's it, it's literally one of the genre and it's um dude it's uh, Lou Gossett Jr. and fucking uh, Jim, Belu- Jim Belushi, who I hate. But, oh, uh, that's right. And it's one of like the more well-known ones. It's actually really good. Fuck it, I could, yeah, this whole weekend I'm watching nothing but that's, those movies. Ray Don Chong's in that too. Yeah, that's right. That's plays right. One of, yeah. that's, oh, man. that's Yeah, I'm going to put that on my list. I totally forgot about that movie. Uh, oh, see, there you go. It's just when you think you, you they should make a movie, you find out that they already did, and it was in 1987. Exactly. 
the time. Sorry, Jim Belushi. I, I, I know. Big picture. He's got the, the the poster with him and a baseball bat and Lou Gossett Jr. standing by his shoulder, like backup. <laughs> like, I like love just, it. Give, just give Lou Gossett Jr. the baseball bat, will you? Like, I know. Yeah, get, Jim Belushi, you're not going to do anything, okay? You're, you got – you got nothing. And Go back get... to fucking canine, you dork. <laughs> well, I mean, they only had like seven of those. I know. Fucking uh, Jim Belushi, you talent hack. I know. It's, it's terrible. But, yeah, I love those movies. Um, yeah, dude. It's, it's, dude. I mean, literally, I've probably watched Class of 1984. I actually think is, of them is probably my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. But, um, but probably that and... The prince of they're the uh, the the first substitute the first Tom Merritt yeah, substitute I probably watched. You know, it's actually a really times. really good movie. Uh, also with a military military guy, is a uh, I personally like it. It wasn't a fantastic movie, but it was The Condemned with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love The Condemned. Yeah, me I'm too. actually a big. I there was about three years where Steve Austin was making the, all these like red box straight to red box movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked all of them. Like I, I thought he was actually, I thought he had a lot of charisma, like not the greatest actor, no, but because but... he's such, he has such charisma and he, and he plays a specific character. Well, um, in fact, there was one. And again, it's a subgenre I've talked about in this, on this uh, podcast before the gets out of prison, enters fight ring, uh, subgenre of movies. Okay. <laughs> but dude, uh, I guess when he was on the expendables uh, to bring it back to Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone was like, dude, have you, are you not taking human growth hormones? And Steve Austin's like, uh, no, not currently. And Sylvester Stallone was like, well, you fucking should because you'll get gas as a house. And there's one movie where Steve Austin is enormous and it's this prison fight movie and he's so big, he can barely throw punches because his arms are so huge. And I'm like, I'm weirdly obsessed with it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, The Condemned 2 actually um, with uh, Randy Orton uh isn't as good but it's you know it's 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 a fun romp i have i have have not seen the sequel to the condemned i didn't know they made a sequel so that's it's so funny too because randy orton is also now like the the steve austin of uh (laughs) of what used to be the red box days but now he's like makes all these direct movies with like after the expendables it's like is it just is it your cauliflower here well it's it's the wwe uh uh film production company yeah the miz too the miz starring yeah. in the marine five, five yeah <laughs> home homecoming <laughs> i actually just thought of a movie that's about it's military uh, uh i don't know if we talked about it on this movie but i, I it's a we'll movie I love, is the guest um you know we have i don't think we have talked about this movie the uh, movie's, I, you've mentioned it but i don't think we really went into detail on it it's it's becoming kind of a cult classic like i see every now and then i'll see it pop up on my social media um and you know it it's you know becomes you know people like rave about it um but it's it's directed by adam wingard um who's you know he's did your next um uh a horrible way to die um uh he's done a ton of things and but i think it's the best of his movies i think it's better than your next um but yeah, it's like basically stars this like um, uh, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Who's the actor? Dan Stevens. Um, he plays he basically this family. Their son died in the war. The mom's having a hard time. It's Halloween time, and they get a she gets a knock on the door, and it's this guy. You know, he's basically like, "Hey, I knew your son. I I served with him," and you know, she misses her son so much. She wants to hear stories about it. You know, and basically she. 
invites him in. And it turns out he's uh, not exactly what he seems. In fact, he's a fucking psychopathic super, super soldier. Um, uh, and it's basically about, you know, uh, you know, it's like a becomes at that point almost like a stalk and kill where the the daughter the son and daughter are the only two left and he's trying to get them and anyways it's it's a really great movie a lot of tension and Dan Stevens is you know the who plays the evil military guy is fucking amazing in it so uh, I highly recommend the guest. All right, I'll have to check it out. I mean, I've heard of it. I've never never watched it before, so it looks there's like some it's really. There's some really interesting, like, fun sequences in it. I it's think got a good cast, so yeah. I'll, I'll have to, yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Good, I, I got two, The Principal and The Guest This Weekend. Movies there are you the go. words in the title, so. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's uh, awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, thinking about, I mean, like, most of the movies, even, like, the big movies, like, um, A Few Good Men, I've just never been a fan and not that a few good men is action, but it's definitely about soldiers in the military. Uh, I do like Jack Reacher though. I will say I've been on, I've gone on record. I don't care what the fucking fans of the book say. I like the movies. Um, the first one is definitely the better of the two, but the second one is still solid. Um, uh, and to me, that's like, that's the kind of military I like where it's some dude that's like former military who is a badass ass kicker. And like, he's, you know, fucking shit up when everybody else has their thumb up their ass like that's the kind of dumb action movie i can get behind so yeah i mean well that's I, that's what i i mean yeah i mean that's what your I point, lo- yeah yeah that's what i love about like movies like con air with uh nicholas cage and his extremely bad yep. like hair um blow, <laughs> blowing in the wind but that, that's a movie about a guy who's a disgraced like army ranger he goes to prison he comes back guy's got kicks him kicks him like hardcore ass on a plane full of convicts. That's why it's like my, one of my favorite, like it's in my top action movies because I, it just doesn't get any more ridiculous than that. Yeah. But like, I could literally watch it and not think of a single thing from start to finish other than like that hair is so bad. Yeah, and, yeah. and also I ended up leaving that movie with using the word loquacious uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, too many times in the sentence. Thank you, John Cusack for, for that. So that's uh, the thing is like the movie Lionheart, disgraced Legion air, French foreign Legion air comes to America to kick some ass. I mean, he kicks ass in an underground bum fighting ring so that he can give the money to his deceased brother's wife. But, you know, same thing. Like, Yeah, right? I mean, same uh, premise. Like, same. Not, a, not a whole lot of thought that, that goes in. I mean, even just the, the Expendables movies, right? Like, all those are, like, just, you know, those are, like, in the realm of dumb action movies. And most people, and now those movies are former military people together, like, in this band or this trio or, like, group that are like fighting against foreign superpowers and weird Mel Gibson and John Godfrey and damn super villains uh, in the movie. So, Oh, you know what actually is a kind of a guilty pleasure. It's based off of a comic uh, is the losers, um, uh, which features a young Captain America. Yes. Um, Chris Evans. I, you know, it's funny. I was just talking about this movie the other day. Cause uh, he, he, <laughs> he has such a weird role in that movie. He's such a dork. Yeah. He's like the funny dork, which, yeah, but he's, He's still Chris Evans, which you're like, yeah. okay, um, still handsome. And even, I mean, he, not as big as uh, he was when he played Captain America, but, you know, still in really great shape. Like, like he, was kind of, of a, he was in his uh, she's all that, like, uh, like type phase where he was in those rom-com. Yeah. 
you know, movies. So. That's right. Yeah. We're or not another teen movie or whatever. That's right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's dumb and it's, but it's fun. And like Zoe Saldana, uh, you know, the whole cast is really good. Um, uh, the most uh, handsome man uh, in, uh, in all of uh, uh, Hollywood, um, at least as I'm concerned, uh, uh, Negan, why am I? Uh, oh, Jeffrey, uh, Dean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's getting a little haggard now, but at one point I think he was the most handsome man in the Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I think he pulls it off, though. I think he pulls off the... Uh, like, He's really skinny silver, now, though. Silver like fox look, you know? Yeah, well... Yes, I agree with you, but he's lost uh, so much weight. He's like very skeletal now. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, he's still like when he would, when he was on Supernatural and he played uh, Sam and Dean's uh, dad, he was yeah. he was choice beefcake as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> there you, go. you heard it here first, people. Jeffrey Dean hashtag, Morgan. Hashtag uh, choice beefcake. Choice, choice beefcake. Choice beefcake. All right. You're, if you were a restaurant, you'd be the beefcake factory. <laughs> one thing uh one thing i'm super excited about i don't know if you guys heard uh so apparently uh, chris hemsworth is getting even more jacked for the, to play for the hulk hogan, hulk hogan movie Dude, which I, I don't even know how that's gonna happen it's you gonna know? be so ridiculous I, I, I can't wait to see the fucking hair the hair is what's gonna fucking it, really no. well you kind of had it like you know you kind of got that that vibe from the from endgame you know uh but you know it, it, it's weird because it's like i was i was thinking about it before like that announcement came like it would be so interesting to have like a golden era movie uh like for like the the, the uh like wwf golden era i think like the ins and outs of it i mean the how is the, that not even a tv show I, I yeah know. And that's what i'm saying like i mean well they kind of have that with uh what, what was it is it wow is it called with with uh jo- johnny mundo oh glow, glow. yeah, yeah glow. that's a little bit different yeah a little, yeah, definitely a little bit different, but like on, on that premise too, like the ins and outs of like the actual true stories, you know, uh, you know, the way that kind of like dark side of the ring does it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. it, it I think it's going to be hilarious to see Chris Hemsworth uh, uh, bald. I just want him to get to like fat, bald, older Hogan. And I, and I am so excited to see who they're going to have play his wife uh, <laughs> in that movie as well. Um well, the or thing is, I mean, maybe if you we'll get somebody to play Miss Linda. That would be that would be awesome. If you like, first off, Hogan was losing his hair at like twenty-seven. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, dude, I, I don't know, man. I'm excited, but I mean, it's fucking, it's like playing like a cartoon character. It's like <laughs> how are you gonna do it? But it, it's not I'm that excited. I don't think you can pull off the look. I'm I'm a little concerned about the uh, the voice work. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing is, I mean. There's a lot. There's he, he was in an interview saying like, you know, there's like there's the act the like the accent, the mannerisms, the like because obviously if you hear Hogan in, in a interview, um he's pulled back. Like he's not so over the top, but he still has a very distinct voice. He still has like, you know, a, a specific cadence to the way he speaks. Um I'll I seriously though, my, this is already I'm like, please have a scene in the movie where they're filming uh, no holds barred. See if you t- Tiny Lester's still around. See if you can CGI a young Tommy Lister. But I need to see, I need to see that happen. I need to see filming of No Holds Barred. But uh, I mean, I can't imagine you can have a biopic about Hulk Hogan and not have like behind the scenes or filming any of those like iconic matches, like which would be great, like Andre the Giant. Like I mean, yeah. yeah who do you get to play Andre? That's true too. I didn't even think. I, 
Or wait, they, I think they actually said who they're. Did they say who's cast in that? I think they announced that a long time ago. I bet you they get that guy. And, that guy from the uh, who is in the Longest Yard, the big dude. The um, are you talking like, about? Are you talking Dalip about Singh, the Great Khali? The Great Khali? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, that dude is is Indian, and uh, I mean, you know, with Matt, with honestly, with the the magic of uh, film, literally, you can get any guy. Put him in some weird big eyebrow, little teeth, cut like makeup, and just blow, like CGI him to be like seven feet tall. So, sure. um, but I will say this though, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm like, you know, Hulk Hogan was my was Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, John Van Dam, but Hulk Hogan was, pro I mean, again, I cried when he lost the title. Like Hulk Hogan was my hero. Uh, he's a piece of shit human being. Uh, yes. Not even just, I mean, you can not, you definitely have to include all the racist tirades and all that shit, but he's just kind of a scumbag human being for many reasons. Um, his whole family is scumbags. Um, but he's had such a crazy ass life that I'm like, it makes a great movie. The next thing is you, we need to see a Vince McMahon movie. Anyways, we are way off topic at this point. Way off topic, but, but well worth it. And a great way to close out our, our podcast tonight is, uh, sure. You know, talk about wrestling biopics. But That's right. you know what? Either way, sometimes the, the most off-topic conversations are the best ones anyways. I agree. I had fun. I think our, uh, uh, you know, obviously, if our listeners don't agree, they can chew us out in our comments and our social media. Look, you can chew us out, but just remember, we set the disclaimer that we don't know shit about war movies. So um, we're throwing that out there and henceforth the pivot. So, yeah, and, and hey, guess what? Educate us then. Yeah, Tell us the right. war movies we need to see. That's right. Give us give us some good ones. And if you give shitty ones, I'm going to call you out in the air. That's right. We'll name you by name. Name you by name. Okay. <laughs> and, and and just a quick side note. When uh, Hulk Hogan turned, I, I think I talked about this on uh, uh, Stable of Studs. When Hulk Hogan turned into a bad, uh, you know, went with bad guy, I cried. I cried yeah. like a little baby. <laughs> I thought wrestling was over. I thought wrestling was never going to be on TV again. It was, it was actually, and to be, uh, I think it was a few days ago where it, the, it was like the 20th, I want to, the 20th anniversary, anniversary of the end of yeah, the, the, the 25th anniversary, something like that, where that, where that, that occurred. So man, it, that has been a long time, but anyway, but yes, it was a great conversation, great little swerve. Uh, I still think we've got some good movies to talk about in there, but always, but yeah, always yeah. let us know what you think on, on, on social media at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at tank rod pod that's t-a-n-k-r-o-d-p-o-d and uh yeah use the hashtag going commando um hashtag uh choice what was it choice beef choice choice beef cake choice, choice beef cake yeah which is also could be a wrestling term uh but yeah no uh thank you again for listening and we'll give it to we'll give it to dirty Derek today to close us out uh, i would say uh this is for you jeffrey dean morgan that's right. <laughs> choice, choice beefcake. <laughs> Thank you again for listening, guys. Uh, this is Going Commando. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.